0: Hello, and welcome to the official 2022 Just Hoops, College Hoops Draft. I welcome you, including Jacob and Robert. Introduce ourselves.
1: Hey, how's it going?
2: What's up guys? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Josh is here too, everybody <laughs> wanted to know that was Josh, uh, but today we're here, we're going to draft six college guys apiece, uh, we're going to make teams, and we're, at the end we're also going to draft a coach, the gist of the draft will be all college guys, and we're going to go snake, starting with Rob, then Josh, then myself, and yeah. So is
0: this is this a good time to uh, announce our sponsor, DraftKings? <laughs> oh, not yet, not yet. My bad, my bad.
1: Edit that out. Edit that out. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was- <laughs> All right, but uh, if you guys want to say anybody got anything, or do you guys just want to hop in? Uh, do you
0: want to? It's just a draft. Like
1: we really don't have to explain it. Correct. No.
0: Okay.
2: I don't have anything. We can hop right into this. I, I have a hate for college basketball currently, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when um, teams wear similar colored uniforms. Last night, Ohio State was playing Indiana, and they were both wearing dark colored uniforms, and it made it awful to watch on the TV. So people need to change that. Whoever is in charge of uniforms. What's worse, the- that or the elevated courts? Ooh, elevated court still is that that's more of an injury problem, but the it's a headache watching it. I I got frustrated last night because of the the jerseys, not even how bad Indiana played, just how bad it was to watch just black and red run around. It was just such an awful color scheme, anyways. No, that's my rant.
0: What would be worse? The possibility the that or the possibility of your coach punching you?
2: Oh. Should we get into that that the I think that's a pretty good talking point? <laughs> I don't know like what do you I, think five games was uh proper amount, too much, not enough suspension. I think it's one? fine. I think it's good. Josh. What do you think five games was enough?
0: um I mean I guess I don't know it's kind of uncalled for but
2: my take on it is that I think that actually NCAA handled this one pretty well and it's kind of like a precedent this because like this really hasn't happened where a head coach has punched another head coach it saying it's mm-hmm. a grab or a slap he, it wasn't just a grab like it was clearly he forced contact and Greg Gard did like tap him to like explain his side but at the end of the day, like, you're a head coach, you're the head of a program, Michigan's one of the highest revenue streams in college basketball, so and it's it was on national TV, you can't have that look, so I personally think that it was fair, five games, I mean, I think you could have even argued for postseason, too, but essentially, this is going to take Michigan out of postseason play, because they needed to basically, they needed to basically win out to make the tournament, now, they may make the NIT, but they, they're in a rough spot term bracketology wise. So I think that it was fair. I think that Greg Gard uh, should have got a little bit more of a fine. I mean, 10K pocket change for that guy. So maybe like a similar fine to Juwan with like 40,000 because he did um, ex- uh, elevate the uh, aggression. But I still think that it, no place in college basketball.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that the issue starts with uh... – do you guys think that you should have to shake hands after games? I mean,
0: yes. I feel like that's part of the sport, but um, especially with COVID, I know Kentucky hasn't been for the past little while. They've just been, like, waving just to kind of eliminate that risk, even though it really doesn't make sense. You're playing a game up next to each other sharing the same ball. But – um I feel like it's just – it just shows sportsmanship, like just that formal, like, handshake at the end of the game, especially between the coaches.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: For me, I think that it should be optional and that – like, all right, so sportsmanship should be the 40 minutes you're playing, playing respectfully. This Like, Jeff Van Gundy went in on this low post. They came out today as we're recording – on Tuesday and uh he went in on this I really like I thought it was really good thought process like you battle with these guys for 40 minutes 48 minutes whatever like NBA college whatever and that's where you show sportsmanship like not being like not fighting playing the right way not cheating doing stuff like that but then at the end of the game like that respect should be known rather than you have to go shake someone's hand force like forced to you know what I mean like if you really respect someone and you want to talk to them after the game, go for it. But, like, I don't think it should be mandatory. I don't know. I like I like that thought process more than just, like, oh, good game, good game, good game, good game. You know? I don't know. That That's just me. makes sense. I don't know. I just feel like
0: it's just part of the game that kind of... Yeah. ...gotta stick, you
1: know? Yeah. Understandable.
0: Understandable. It'll probably be thought over now
1: after this (laughs) for real though yeah (laughs) but all right let's get into the meat and potatoes guys so with the draft as i said the order is going to be rob josh myself and snake
2: and here we go rob all you first pick so with the first pick i've gone back and forth here it's between two guys for me i've I was thinking of going Big O and Oscar Shibway to make Josh mad. But at the end of the day, the reason why I'm not going with Oscar Shibway is because modern-day basketball, especially how things are changing, it's a guards game. You need elite guards to win championships. Look at the last, the past couple teams who've won national championships. They have elite guard play, and they don't run their offenses through their center. If Shibway doesn't get – Kentucky doesn't essentially run their offense through Shibway. He has a lot of good talent around him. But I think that you look at Baylor, they essentially had four guards and then a center who just blocked shots. And you look at the Villanova teams where they have five guys that are six foot three to six foot eight and they just all shoot, they stretch the defense, they play hard, Um, they play hard, good defense. So with that, I'm going to take the man out of Wisconsin, Johnny Davis.
1: I can't knock that. He's he's probably been the most impressive college player I've gotten to see this year in person, like going to the games and stuff like he's incredible to watch and he's going to have a really big time career moving forward, so I that's that's probably one of the best three guys you could pick. So,
2: and some more reasoning behind it is that he could do a, everything on offense he averages eight rebounds a game too so he's gonna help get rebounds and he's one of those guys you need a guy on your team that can just go get a bucket when you need and he can do that he's one of the toughest people to guard he had some shots in the at the indiana wisconsin game that i was at watching he hit some game sh- shots that were just insane step back mid-range jump shots completely contested great defense and he just made it look easy and he has such a soft touch he does everything right. If Wisconsin does not have Johnny Davis, I don't think they're making a tournament right now. And now they're a projected three seed. And I honestly think if he's not on Wisconsin, they are maybe 10th in the Big Ten, 11th. Like he makes that much of a difference. So that's why I'm going with Johnny Davis for my first pick.
1: 100%. But Josh, floor is yours.
0: We know where we're going here, you know. You passed on him, I shall take him. We're going to take Oscar Shibwe with my first pick. Now, the he is putting up numbers that we have ne- like, haven't seen since the 80s and 90s of basketball. And like you said, basketball has been changing. It's mainly a guards game now, but the amount of opportunities that Oscar Sheboy just gives a team like Kentucky um, on the offensive glass, giving them extra shots. Uh, defensively, he leads Kentucky in steals and is, um, again, very active on the glass on that end, too. Um, he's definitely changing his game, too. It's not just offensively. Um, he's not just a post player. He's spreading it out now to that 15-foot mark and knocking down those mid-range jump shots. But just averaging uh, 16.4 points per game and 15.2 rebounds per game, it's just insane. Like you watch a game of Kentucky's and you, you're you like, oh, Oscar Chiba really didn't have that great of a game, really didn't have that great of an impact. And then you go and look at the box score and his off night is 13 points and 17 rebounds. So... He just like sprinting the floor, uh, getting position on, on under the rim to sink in defenders to open up shooters. Um, his impact is much more than just what the stats show, and the stats already show insane numbers, <laughs> especially on the glass.
1: He's dominating, so awesome pick, like for real. The guy's gonna be probably, I, I think he'll win the wooden award, but and he's he's probably one of the best,
0: like kids in college right like in college basketball right now he's he just thankfully he just got uh, I think the news broke today on Tuesday um that uh he can now make money from his NIL deals and the first thing he did he's going to do uh he said in his press conference today that um he's going to bring his mother over to the states to watch him play that's like that was the first thing he said that he's going to do with his money um that's awesome. He's like that's uh, even their point guard cyber Wheeler said. I wish that there was, and Coach Cal says, I wish that there was a uh, best person award because I'd rather him get that than National Player of the Year.
1: That's awesome. That I didn't know about that stuff. That's really cool to hear mm-hmm. and see a guy like that play as well as he's playing. Um, for me. Uh, for my first overall pick uh I'm going to my gut with I think probably the most unique talent in college basketball and we're going Chet holgram um <laughs> yeah. Chet is averaging 14 points per game shooting really efficiently from all from mit from uh from two point range three point range he's blocking three shots a game only two fouls per game he's He's incredible. He's affecting both ends of the floor. He's probably going to be one of the main guys to highlight as we get into March and into the future. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing him play more. He definitely is um,
0: a unique talent there. Uh, he's going to be – he's got, like, just how he can move at his height. Um, he's averaging, what, three blocks a game? Yeah. 7-2, um, yeah. like you said. Um He's just he's a very interesting talent. He's gonna be something to watch at the next level, definitely. Um,
1: and just I how think he's, he's gonna set the tone in March. He really is. I, when he has an like,
0: opportunity on that stage. Right right now though, like what I was gonna say, um playing with Timmy, like he's not like you would think first uh, one of the top ranked guys coming in, you know, I I wanna get mine. But he's like he's he wants to win. It's kinda of like same as Jalen Suggs last year, like. He wants to win, and you could sell, you could tell just by watching.
2: That's what's scary for Gun, Gonzaga. and why team should be terrified, honestly, of getting Gonzaga on their side of the bracket is because Chet is their third option right now on that offense. They go through Nimhard, and they go through Drew Timmy, and they go through – I'm going to butcher his name, but Strawhurst, Fra- Fra- the <laughs> guard that shoots a lot. And Chet has just been allowed to grow into his game. I mean, you look – The first game against the Duke, he looked pretty uncomfortable, and Paolo honestly had his way with Chad. But he's grown into it, and you watch the last 10, 12 games. I mean, he's been shooting at ridiculous efficiency margins. And, yes, they are playing in the WCC, but the WCC has much improved from years before. I mean, they have three, maybe four tournament teams with St. Mary's being a lock. Uh, and San Francisco and BYU both being bubble teams. And so the WCC is still, like, a better league now. And I think that Gonzaga really can be scary in uh, the, the tournament. And I think that this may be the year for them to win it all.
1: Yeah, that's – it's hard to not pick Chet early in this, like, as one of the best college guys. But for the second round now – um my first pick in the second round. I'm going Jaden Ivy, uh, freak athlete, uh, up and down, affects both ends of the floor. He can. He's a big time shot maker. Um, he's just that dude for Purdue. Um, Purdue's one of the best teams in basketball. He's truly affecting the game at both ends. I I was lucky to see him in person. His athleticism is off the chain. The guy could go coast to coast, get downhill, make plays at the rim. And then defensively, he could do his work, he can guard his yard, really be effective as a on-ball defender like at the point of attack, but he's got to grow and learn. I see I I view these guys more for like future like potential and this guy has awesome potential to be a guy that could play in the future and really be an impact piece at the next level. So I have been impressed by his game from the jump this year. Purdue's been a team I actually get to watch pretty often, and I try to watch pretty often. And he's incredible on a nightly basis. He puts on a show. Him and Johnny Davis are probably two of the most exciting players in the Big Ten and in college basketball in general. And they do it in their own ways, but Jaden Ivey's athleticism and his ability to just make plays – especially in the clutch his clutch shooting how many game winners does he have this year isn't it a good bit like two three
0: yeah it's a, it's a few quite a few
2: I was at the one in Mackey against Ohio State and yeah. that's the one that's jumping to my mind but I not I know he had a couple last year but I I think I could just think of one right now this year but I'm sure he's had a couple
1: now, he's he's been just making plays so it's He's honestly w- really fun to watch. I'm excited for the draft and draft prep to hear more about him. So that's my second pick.
0: Um. Okay, I'm going to go with my pick now. Uh, I'm going to pick a another unique talent, uh, kind of like Chet, going to be top two picks probably. Uh, Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Uh, just watching him play, uh, he's – he's special he he has like glimpses of like when i watched them i i see glimpses of like kevin durant um just his length his size he's 6'10 220 uh very long arms he's scored he's a pure scorer he scored like he scored over 20 10 times uh this year he's coming out his last two games he had 31 and 28 um He's shooting in a very very high percentage from three uh, at uh 43.3 percent um he's just a pure scorer he's got that length like I said uh 6.7 rebounds per game 16.3 points um he's another unique talent he's definitely going to be something else at the other at the next level
1: he's he's a, he puts on shows man that guy he goes out there, and he's a bucket. Like, he is genuinely a bucket getter. I I wanted to pick him, but that it's hard. Like, dang, this dude's going to be legit. He it's For me, when it comes to draft talk, I know we'll get to this probably, like, podcast down the road. But, like, if you have a top two pick, it's like – I know it's fit, but it's going to be hard to pass on him. It's really going to be tough. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's – really (laughs) he. I was watching him the other day and he he just makes some shots that are tough and not he he kind of reminds me just a a little bit just because of his length and his shooting ability and the ability to move on the dribble and be it and his athleticism a little bit of Kevin Durant like slight slight resemblance and the way he can score and I don't I'm not projecting him to be the next Kevin Durant but his game reminds me. So now I have back-to-back picks, and right now I have a guard and Johnny Davis, and I'm going to keep getting some wings because, as I said before, this is a guards game, and the better guards you have and the more guys you can have that can score off the dribble, the better your team will be. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten. I'm going to go over to Iowa and get the number two scorer in the nation right now and Keegan Murray. He's... In insane Prospect, and it's funny, I talked about these two guys in an earlier podcast that we had, and it, I mean, it, I hold true to that from two months ago or a month ago that th- these guys are really special. And Keegan, I mean, tonight he already has 30 points and there's eight minutes left to go against Michigan State, and they're winning by thir- almost 30 points, Iowa is. So he just does it on a nightly basis. He's another guy that if, um, uh, he wasn't on the team. Then, like, I don't know how good I. I don't think Iowa makes a tournament. And now they're like a seven seed. So I think that he does everything. And having a back, having two wings, and Johnny Davis and Keegan Murray, Keegan Murray, you have two guys that could do everything. And he is a taller wing, so he can he'll he'll be able to guard the four a little bit too. So, and I think that that he's just really good yeah and he's a hell of a
1: guy I, I don't really you you covered all the bases
2: and then with every championship team got to go with some experience and with that you need a guy that can run the helm he's not going to be selfish he's going to play lockdown defense he's played under a championship coach I'm going with Colin Gillespie out of Villanova and that's not, not going NBA style, I'm going with guys that win. And he wins. He plays nearly 40 minutes a game. He has one of the lowest turnover margins in the history of college basketball. He plays in one of the toughest leagues in the Big East. He gets great guards all the time. He's used to March Madness runs. He's gonna do great. And to have this backcourt of Paul and Gillespie, Johnny Davis, and Keegan Murray, that's a, that's a scary th- trio I don't know if you guys are gonna be able to guard those three
1: I can get on a soapbox about Colin Gillespie man I love that dude's game I, I, I that's right up like me and Josh talk about that guy all the time like is somebody like genuinely like play like and want to be that type of player that's genuinely that like he's a model like the model of the perfect like competitor that does everything plays winning basketball that's an awesome pick.
0: Yeah, just as his, uh, his toughness and his fight to win, like it's—I don't know if it—he'll—he's—he's he'll, he's gonna have a very, very good career. Whether it's overseas, G League, somewhere, he's gonna have a very good career on at the next level. Um, but for my third pick now, um, we got—we got our big set. We got our uh, SEC bigs over there with uh, Big O and Smith. Um. So now we need we need a motor, right? We need that point guard. And honestly, I don't think you could go much better than a tiger campbell at out of UCLA. Yes, I see I see the face. I see the face. Yeah, a little surprise. Um, but I watch this guy play and just a run in offense, he does nothing wrong. Um, he has one of the best. Assist to turnover ratios, I think I've ever seen. Um, he has averages four point four assists to one point three turnovers. One point three turnovers as a point guard, um, especially in college, that is very good assist to turnover. Almost it's above 3.0. Um, uh, he's averaging eleven point four points, uh, and he doesn't really go out of his way to score. He just takes whatever the game gives him, and he's he's one of just watching and trying to model my game after someone he's someone that I have kind of recently gravitated towards just because of how he kind of controls the game he controls the speed um and that's not something you see much in college especially with kind of being run by younger guards now uh like that you see like social media wise that's really hyped up but um a real championship team is led by a a experienced guard that knows what he's doing and is going to take care of the ball and get people in the right spots that they need to be.
1: Really respect the pick. I I didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to say another name that starts with a T um, and really rack up on that big blue nation, but. uh...
0: No, we're not. I was, I was thinking about it, but we're not (laughs) doing it.
1: (laughs) But
2: you go Rob. I would say I like that pick. I think that for UCLA to make another deep run, they need Tiger Campbell to be a big part of that because people, Johnny Juzag's on the scouting report now. And um, uh, the power forward, uh, Jamie. James is. He has. He's been really, he's had a lot of injuries this season. It's both of his ankles are wrapped up. He's on minutes restrictions. So he's going to have to have a bigger role with Tiger Campbell. And he's been good, but it's, UCLA is a team that I think that people are going to be. I think a lot of people are going to pick them to go really far, and they, they have a lot of flaws in that team this year. And I think that if Tiger Campbell can play how to his full potential, they can go far. But there there's some flaws in that UCLA team that are have been exposed, especially in in the last like couple games.
1: For sure, for sure. That's a team that had really high expectations coming in, too, Mm -hmm. which is always tough. But uh, I got a lot that I have, like, option-wise right now for my third pick. Um, I'm going to just keep rolling in talent. So I'm going to go Palo Boncaro out of Duke. Uh, I don't know what else I have to say. Uh, The man is legitimately, like, if I had to give him a comp, I think he's a more physical I get, like, mellow vibes watching him play. He's a very physical, like, he loves his mid range. He's good in the post. He's a very inside-outside guy. It Like, inside-to-create-outside-opportunities guy. He's a big-time rebounder. He could score at three levels. He's not that good from three yet, but he could do it. I, um, draft-wise, he's going to be, like, uh, oh, my God. Like, the, the potential, his size, he's listed at 6'10", 250 He's mobile across the board. Could pretty much guard two through five. Um, he he's from an athletic family. Both of his parents were big time athletes. Uh, I I just see the potential oozing when I watch this kid play. And then to go back to the opener, he made Chet look bad in the opener, and he's made a lot of people look bad in in games all year long. Just his physicality, his skill. He's able to do it in a variety of ways. His jump shot's really smooth for, especially off the bounce. I think when it comes to like the next level, he has to learn shot selection more and just understand the game at a higher level, which right now he's kind of like, I could do it. So I'm going to just like go out there and hoop kind of instead of like thinking about it and processing what the defense is doing. But he's a stud. So I'm going to go with him at third. Thank you guys for putting him in my lap. Um,. <laughs> And you're back to back. Yeah, for four. I don't know where to go with this, man. I you're rolling in talent right now, as
0: you say, so just keep I going. have to
1: roll in talent. I'm gonna go with uh this one's a little bit of a wild card, I'll say. But uh Walker Kessler uh out of Auburn. Huh? What's your, what's your lineup again? Say your lineup. I got Chet, right, I Ivy, Boncaro, and Kessler. Oh my so is God. coming off the bench.
2: Huh?
1: Oh, is coming off the bench, or are you running? I follows. might go with size, man. I might go just oh, straight I across noticed. the board. Cavs basketball over here. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to guard Keegan Murray. <laughs> 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 we'll we'll figure it out. we're We're unique over here. you'll you'll see. you'll see what coach I pick. We'll be we'll be straight. We'll be flying. but he is along with like, I think I'm just gonna keep rocking with talent because he's he's incredibly unique for what he does. He's able to stretch the floor at a really high level for his position. I think I don't think the number the numbers don't correlate. The numbers say he's shooting twenty two percent from three. But his jumper is smooth and he gets good opportunities. He's really efficient around the rim, shooting nearly 65% from two. Or no, he's shooting 75% from two. I'm blind. Uh blocking almost five shots per game. Yes, he may foul nearly three times a game, but that's in re like five blocks, three fouls, so that's not bad at all. Um he's shooting sixty-five from the line about he he just impacts the game at a really high level. He has potential to be a big time big man in the NBA for skill set and his size being 7-1. He he moves pretty well for his position too. He's able to really be good in coverage, do his job at a high level. Uh yeah, I I think that this is more of a wild card pick because like I do have a lot of size, but um I like it. So Okay, so
0: for my fourth pick, we already have – we have our point guard in Tiger Campbell. We got Jabari Smith at our four, and we have Big O running the center. So I'm going to go with my, th- my three, my wing right now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go three and D with someone that is very interesting. We talked about him in a previous podcast. He definitely has a lot of skill. He's being used right now as a main scorer on his team but I feel like he would definitely thrive in a three and D spot. And that is Julian Champagne out of St. John's. Um, He's basically, he's a, he's a, he's a scorer. He just puts the, he puts the ball in the basket uh, at a very high rate. Um, Shooting right now, he shoot, he is shooting 35% from three, but last year he shot 38. So he's definitely around that 40 mark, um, He is their main guy this year, so he is shooting a few shots that are quite questionable. Um, I feel like he, like especially around more talent, uh, would definitely thrive in a spot up kind of. If he gets the ball, he could come, he could go and score uh, with the ball in his hands. Without the ball in his hands, he's just a very good, solid basketball player to be surrounded by more talent and. He's gonna play very good defense on the other end. He, as a six eight, as uh they have him on ESPN as a guard. He is averaging six point nine rebound or six point six rebounds per game, and one point two blocks per game, with two steals. So, he's definitely very very solid on the uh, defensive end as well.
1: I like it. I guess I think it's a little bit of a stretch for uh <clears throat> the uh. Your th- that's your fourth pick mm-hmm. there's some talent on the board that you're leaving but i understand you're i'm
0: going i'm going team wise man i feel like this team <laughs> you're okay i was going to say this but um i'm I, i've you you've you've awakened the bear now okay think kentucky 2015 they probably had the most talent on any college basketball team ever think about what they're doing in the nba right now cat just won the three-point contest Devin Booker, one of the top 20, 25 players in the NBA. Um, uh, whom I think uh, Tyler Ulis, great basketball player, probably my favorite basketball player ever. Um, uh, I can't think of this team right now. You're getting me, you're getting me, you're getting me flustered a little bit. I, I can tell you're uh, flustered. Alex Pointhrist, one of the he's playing very, very good over in Europe right now in the Euro League. Uh Willie Cauley-Stein, solid big man in the NBA. That team had so much talent. They had, what, seven draft picks, like five in the lottery or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, Did they win the championship? No. Who won? The Old Heads. No, Duke won. But they lost to the Old Heads. They lost to a good basketball team. Wisconsin. Who wins (laughs) college basketball. That is what wins a college basketball. You could have all the talent in the world. You could have 15 centers like you're going with right now but a good basketball team a solid basketball team is what wins in college basketball i might That's not be done with
1: centers football. i might not be done yeah keep
0: going go with four i don't care my team beats yours
1: <laughs> all right rob you're up
2: <laughs> <laughs> well if i'm not mistaken i think i'm the colleague Gillespie won a ncaa championship as right yeah didn't he jacob oh so i believe i'm the only one who has a national championship player on their roster currently so you could talk all you want about having roster makeup and all that but i'm the only one proven in
0: about um it's the 22nd of february right now uh Let's see. In a month and two weeks, uh, my starting center will actually have a championship under his belt. So,
1: <laughs> confident uh, over there, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm
2: I, I the Julius Champagne pick. What's an interesting one? I think that he's a great player, and uh, in your roster, that he won't take up shots, and he can spot up shoot be a spot up shooter. But I think there's some better ones on the board left. And my my current makeup of my team right now, I have Colin Gillespie, Johnny Davis, and Keegan Murray. So I'm gonna keep running small here and I'm gonna get a six man right now. And I'm gonna go with Ochai Abaji from Kansas. He's the leading scorer um, for Kansas. He's the best player in the big 12. He can score at all three levels. He's gonna be a spark plug for my team, whenever Johnny Davis or Keegan Murray or Colin Gillespie, if any of them get in foul trouble, guess what? You're gonna have to deal with another score who could do basically the same thing as those three guys. He's another guy that's, he's coached by Bill Self, one of the best coaches in college basketball. He's in a winning culture, winning program, and he does it right. He plays good defense, he's older, he's a stud. My team, I think I have the oldest team out of everyone here. Right now I have a junior, a six-year senior, and a sophomore. So we're staying with the age. We got good guards. We're feeling versatile. So now I'm going to move it back to the Big Ten. I got to get my big. Someone's got to be able to guard Big O. Someone's got to be able to guard Walker Kessler or Chet or Paulo, whoever you have in the post. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Kofi Cuckburn just because – He's a guy that, if you watch Illinois play, he sets the hardest screens I have ever seen from a big guy. He gets up and down the court. He's in great shape now. He is one of the best defensive bigs in the league. He doesn't get as many block shots as Walker Kessler or as many, uh, or even Trace Jackson Davis, but he forces you to finish in the most awkward angles. He plays well. He doesn't foul. He has a mid-range jump shot now. He's an expanding player. And personally, all I need him to do is get rebounds in this team. We have scoring done. But guess what? Not that many guys will be able to stop him down low. And he just he's going to eat up all the rebounds. He'll be able to, to maintain Big O and Walker Kessler. I think he'll eat on him. So we're, our team is shaping up well right now.
1: Okay. Solid round,
2: Rob. Solid round. You
0: want, you want, yeah, you could talk about that for a little bit because I feel personally attacked. You feel attacked? Why do you feel yeah. attacked? And I'm also torn because I'm between two guys and I'm. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm going to actually defend my last pick for a second here. He is probably one of the leaders if, to win the uh, Big, Ten, Big East player of the year. Just going to throw that out there.
1: Okay.
2: Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. think the guy on a team who's Saint John's, who's third, third to last in the Big East, is going to win that uh, the Big East Player of the Year. Hey, uh, okay. I think Big East Player of the Year is actually going to be Mr. Gillespie himself.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll
2: see. <laughs> <laughs> I love Julian Schiff, yeah, I'm hating on him. I think he's a fantastic player. <laughs> yeah. He's not.
1: He's not third pick in. That that's the ninth overall pick in this. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the ninth overall pick in college basketball. That's all I'm saying. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of heat for that pick.
2: I don't like it. And you know what? I'm gonna. I was gonna end with this one. Oh, I hold on. I, sorry. One more thing. I got to defend my man Gillespie. He won Player of the Year for the Big East in 2021. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be back to back for him. I totally forgot that he did
1: that. So. There's all love for Colin Gillespie on my end. I yeah. I love the guy. Yeah, I think we're, not, we're not
0: hating on Colin Gillespie. You guys are just hating on Julian Champagne. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with we gotta we gotta represent. I know Jacob's not gonna do it because he's just looking at mock drafts. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna represent our mid-majors out here. I don't get this. What is with the hate? What is with all the hate? You don't know who I got on
1: my sleeve. I got some we mid-major
0: love. We got Hun Jung Lee out of Davidson. One of the most pure shooters in all of college basketball. He is 6'7", looks like he's like 6'12". He's got the longest arms I think I have ever seen. But this dude, he's he. last year he shot 44% from three. This year he's more dependent upon to – last year he had Kellen Grady on his team, so there was more people that – less eyes on him, so he was able to move – more freely this is my sixth man by the way this is not in the starting five um he shot 44 percent last season this year it's a little bit down at 37 uh but still he is if he catches fire Davidson produces shooters I don't know what it is with Davidson um I don't know if Steph Curry comes back and just sprinkles a little of Steph's uh, secret stuff on them um I don't know what it is Kellen Grady now Hun Jung Lee but I need that shooter off the bench and we got to uh represent with our mid-majors
1: i love it that's all i i love it some mid-major love can't ask for much more uh um for my pick um we're gonna keep going with talent and one of my favorite people in college basketball is my good old friend zach edie and um i'm gonna just put zach on the roster and we're gonna revive with zach big like, I just don't know how you I think he's one of the most impactful players in college basketball. He's every bit, let me cut you off. Cut you off. Of 7'4, 295.
0: You're he running dominates Walker Kessler, you're running Walker Kessler, yeah, and Zach Edie at
2: the exact same time. No, no, not the same time, two other can seven and Chet Holgrim, and Paul Chet,
1: Chet will be always on the floor. Zach and Kessler, I you will drafted swap. your sixth man already. I didn't, know. Oh, no, you have two picks. Ivy. Sorry, I there. have Ivy and Boncaro.
2: Sorry, my bad. Uh, Euro spacing on the court. <laughs> dude,
1: Chet, uh, not Chet. Zach is currently averaging on 68% shooting from the field, 14 points. He's averaging seven rebounds, which is kind of shocking. I thought that was more. 1.2 assists. The guy, though, like, he, he's a monster in, like, I get to watch him a good amount because I really try I tune into Purdue pretty often. I like their brand of basketball. I like how they play. And Zach is able to score with either hand on the block. He's a big-time shot blocker, big time rib presence. He doesn't foul too much, which is really good for his size. I think he's incredibly mobile for as big as he is. Um he impacts just by his ability to really just understand his body, understand where to be. And I think he's going to be a big time player at the next level on top of just him being really good right now. And I know I'm high on him. I'm very high on Zach. And I just think he's an awesome addition to my squad to be the Cavaliers of this draft. And for my final pick, the mid-major does need some love, Josh. And we are going to Richmond, Virginia, and we're picking up Jacob Gilliard, Uh
0: Who's
1: going to pick him? Jacob Gilliard is arguably one of the best point guards in basketball. I I don't care where – like, I think this guy could be plugged into any conference and average the same numbers. He plays hard. He's a bucket getter. He could score at all three levels. Yes, he is undersized, but he's also an incredibly active defender where he's he's leading the country in steals at the moment. Um, The guy – I just from scouting reports and stuff when I was at Charleston as a manager and we had a prep for this guy you genuinely have to prep for him he could do it all offensively and defensively he's a menace he's gonna fly around he understands what you're doing he sees the game at a very high level and he's the type of guy that I think that could really round out this roster with both experience as a fifth year guy and just his overall ability to be that leader for this group and just go out there bark, be impactful, fly around, make plays. He's a big-time playmaker also, like in his career he's averaging 5 assists, this year he's averaging 6. I love his game. It was fun to watch him when I was chopping up film last year and the year bef- or the year before when we played them and really locking in on their scouting report and trying to help out with that. So this is just a just a great player that needs some love.
0: I definitely love that round for you. Uh, obviously, Zach, we're, we're basically – all of us are very high on Zach Edie. Um, I know you – You saw me, me and Rob
1: get in arguments about
2: Zach. No way. You don't like Zach? No, 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 no. Our argument <laughs> was was who is more important to their team, and I, Trace Jackson Davis or Zach Eady, And my – argument was that Zach only plays 40% of minute share. so he cannot have the same impact a guy who plays 89% of the team's minute share and I don't know the usage rate. but I and the future prospect, Zach Edie is by, better by a mile, but I'm saying right now comparatively, who has a better? But that opinion's changing. at got every idea the accord it, it changes a little bit. But uh, my thing, I think Zach is a great player. Now I don't understand. You're gonna have to have the best head coach of all time to. I don't know. You're gonna be the Lakers. We'll just but, bring. We'll hire JB Bickerstaff and we'll make it all work. I mean, it's gonna be tough to score inside on you guys. I mean, you have what? Two power forwards and two seven four guys, like, and, real. I mean, so it's gonna be interesting. I don't, I don't know what quite the roster backup's gonna be in there, but I'm not uh, a
1: GM. I'm a coach.
2: <laughs> I think Zach Eady is a great player, but my my own. I mean, you said he only averages seven rebounds a game, but you got to look if he played thirty minutes instead of like in eighteen. Yeah. 19 he'd average 14 boards a game like he just doesn't get the time and that's partly because they have an all-american on the bench who yes. needs to run too. and they don't play travion and zach Eating on the court at the same time because it's just not Purdue spaces. that they're doing great purdue on offense they're number one offensive efficiency there is no question reason to question matt Boehner. so i'm not going to
1: <laughs> but yeah big big love for zach but josh you go
0: okay Um, now, since you're the coach, I actually am a GM here and, um, I feel like my team is pretty tough right now. Like toughness wise, like they're going to get up in you. They're going to be physical. Uh, they're going to want it more than you. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to continue that. I want to, I want to go with some more guys that are under the radar that you guys probably going to not like this pick. You know, I'm probably going to get backlash for it again but we're going to go with one of the toughest guys. And I feel like underrated guys in the sec with JD note. Uh, now JD note, Jacob does not even know who he is. And, um, <laughs> he is a six 2 court, Auburn. He did. Yes. He is the main reason why basically Arkansas is having so much success this year and why they beat Auburn, um, earlier in the season. Um, He's basically he's a pure scorer. Uh, he is shooting 32% from three, but his freshman year, he shot 40% from three. Um, I feel like that's also just like a few other of the guys I've talked about is he's had more of a responsibility um, with the ball in his hands and not. Uh, rely, uh, not relying on others to get him a shot. Uh, I blanked there for a second. Um, he is averaging 18.5 points per game, 4.4 rebounds, and 3.4 assists, and 2.3 steals. So I feel like my defense is definitely going to be tough um, as a, in a as a unit. And I'm going for toughness. I'm going for underlooked guys. I like my underrated guys. Um, JD Note, he needs more love. A lot. Of, there's a few SEC guys I feel like that need more love. Um, I feel like the, there's quite a few out there overlooked. Scotty Scotty Pippen. Um, that's just another one that needs more looks. Uh, but JD Note definitely a very interesting player and someone that's gonna go get you some buckets when you need them.
1: I can't speak on him, um, but oh, why uh, is that? I I watch NBA more. By by, oh, okay. a slight him out. But uh, <laughs> I respect it. I guess I don't even know. I can't even tell you the guy's game. So I just saw he transferred from a small school to a big school. So I I he had to earn his way way to be guy. So Super. uh, Uber.
2: three and D he scores at all three levels. Yeah. No, he's not just three and D, but he he scores at all three levels. Well, he's if Arkansas didn't have him and Jalen Williams, they'd be a pretty they'd be pretty bad this year. And Arkansas really struggled at the beginning of the year, and that was because they weren't running the – they were running the offense through Chris Likes, the transfer from Miami, and then they switched, and they started giving more action to Note. and he's been doing really well. I think – I actually respect that pick, Josh. He's an under-the-radar guy for sure. So it's me, I get my last pick, and then my head coach. Okay. Well (laughs) – I was looking at the board right now. There's a guy named EJ Liddell that's still available, but I'm not going to pick him because you guys are giving some love to the mid-major. So I'm going to give some love to the mid-major. My one spot I need is a power forward and going to go back home to the home state of Colorado, go to Colorado state and get my man, David Roddy, six foot six, 265 pounds of pure muscle. He shoots 47% from three. He averages 20 a game. He averages eight rebounds a game and four assists. The man is a walking triple-double. He's a beast. And honestly, he completes my team pretty damn well. I mean, uh, excuse me, sorry, sorry. But <laughs> pretty well. His, I have, my starting point guard is Colin Gillespie. Starting shooting guard, Johnny Davis. Starting small forward, Keegan Murray. Power forward to David Roddy, center Kofi Cockburn, and six man Ochai Abaji. I mean, the only negative of David Roddy is his defense, and he may, Javari Smith may give him buckets all day. And same with Chet, but that's why we have three other, four other guys that could do both, both things. And I really don't think that any, anyone can guard this team that I have right now.
1: Before and, we move on to teams real quick. That pick is amazing. I got to. I actually dove in on this guy a little bit. I love his game. His jumper's smooth. I think the game could translate really easily to the next level. Is like a. I see a Blake Griffin, but like a Brooklyn Blake, Blake Griffin role. Like off the bench, come in, be like an eighth guy that'll impact, be a good short role playmaker, be a good guy that you can give him a post touch, let him work out of that. Like he can be a guy that could do it in a variety of ways that can plug and play with a ton of different systems. And then defensively, yeah, he struggles, but I, I think he has the size and like just the muscle to be able to match up with big guys at the at
2: any level they play. So I love the pick. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy with my team. And to complete it, I'm going to go with one of the best young coaches. Well, best coaches he's getting, he's, I think he's still a I'm going with Jay Wright out of Villanova and going to pair him with Colin Gillespie. That point guard to head coach relationship is so important. So having those guys that have been together for six years, they've won championships together, Big East titles. They have a great relationship. Jay Wright's stuff is fantastic. He's dealt with NBA guys his whole career and now on my team, I think all six guys will get a run in the NBA. So we're looking at a great squad that's versatile. They can all shoot except for Kofi, and we, they can all play defense. Perimeter defense is a little sus with my power forward and center and, and Roddy and Kofi, but if that's my only weakness, I'll take it because, frankly, perimeter defense won't be needed against Jacob's team. And <laughs> – <laughs> and, and hey, what are you saying? Are you saying that <laughs> Zach Eady and Walker Kessler are gonna beat me from the three point land? No, 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 no. I'll I'll talk about my
1: play style in a little bit, but I got I got some stuff on my sleeve.
2: Well, I'm feeling really confident that I got old guys, I got guys that can do everything, got a mid-major guy in there. So Jay Rice my head coach, and just to remind everyone um starting point guards called gillespie starting shooting guard johnny davis starting small forward keegan murray starting power forward david roddy uh starting center kofi cockburn and the sixth man is ochai abaji
0: okay very solid team before me after me i don't know but we shall <laughs> oh, oh okay they can face it at me now um so I'm gonna go over my team first. So at the one we got Tiger Campbell. At the two we got J.D. Note. At the three we have Julian Champagne. At the four we have uh, Jabari Smith, and at the five we have Big O. And then off the bench we have Hung Jung Lee. So I'm, I'm thinking. I'm looking at my team. I want a lot. I want a more defensive coach. Uh, I feel like that was one of the main things I was definitely looking at while drafting this team I also wanted someone that's going to okay I was thinking about making a joke here and say fight for you and uh I was going to pick Jawan Howard but we won't do that um <laughs> but I want someone fiery um I want someone that's gonna one that's going to go to war with this team um obviously you have you have Bobby Hurley you got Dan Hurley you could pick from those two you could uh, John Calipari. I'm not going to be biased, but I'm going to go with Bruce Pearl. Um, definitely someone that's going to that's he's one of my favorite coaches in college basketball right now. Um, he's been able to he's turned around Auburn uh, from a team that was the laugh, one of the one of the many laughing stocks of the SEC to uh, a consistent top team in the sec and he's just brings a great energy uh every time they show a pregame talk in their locker room he's always giving the team a amazing speech to get them going get them ready for the game um uh auburn has always been one of the best defensive teams in the sec since he's been there he's he's really turned that around too um It's just, I I love, I really like how Auburn plays. I mean, this year not really offensively. All they do is set high pick and rolls and then get the ball to Jabari Smith, but defensively he's fiery. He's going to go to war with this team. And that is what I want with this team.
1: He's one of my favorites. So I, I respect that. I love Jay Wright too. He has a great book. Highly recommend the book. Um, for me, There's a variety of routes I would love to go, like Tom Izzo, one of my favorite coaches. I was thinking Bruce Pearl. I was also thinking of Hurley up at UConn. I was maybe thinking Chris Beard. Those are all big names. Big names, big programs. I'm going to go with Brian Dutcher out of San Diego State. The man has brought a winning culture to a mid-major program. He's been able to play with a variety of teams with different personnel. He has usually one of the top defenses in basketball and his offensive ratings are always very high. He does a great job with his teams at making like they they're always competing in the conference. They're always one of the top teams in the mountain West. They're, so during his time as coach, it was they won the conference tournament, they're a runner-up, they were ranked number six in the AP poll. Then they won the regular season and the tournament. And then they had this year, they are, or no, last year, they made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And like, he's he's done an incredible job at a mid-major program and has really been able to turn them around and make them ultra competitive. And he's a guy that I would want with this unique lineup that's gonna have to be different. That's gonna have to be versatile. If I was coaching the lineup, personally, switch one through four, and then pick uh, Edie or Kessler. They're going to rotate back and forth, and we're going to run those four guys. I think we'll have a little bit of issues with uh, Gilliard switching, but he's going to just fly around. We can scram him off the ball. And offensively, four out, one in. We're going to keep it basic. We're going to just... Keep our big guys in the paint where they roll and then Kessler could pop. So we'll we'll be able to do some five out action and really make teams run around. But we got scores at all positions and I I'm happy with my coaching selection also. So I think that you guys are giving me a lot of slander for having a really good team. I don't know what else to show say. Show me show me a show me a one three one with your team. A I'm one three one? one? Yep. Why I don't no? I'm gonna if any if I go any zone, I'm gonna go. Hey, a one, on two, the top. Two. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm hey, gonna Carl go one on two the two. The length. One two two. Why? I don't like one three ones. You you expose the backside too much. Make them good. Nah, that's just the zone. You're giving up the corners. That's like, that's not like the okay, whole I baseline. we're
2: straight. I got shooters and a point guard. That's what I got. I Jacob, I don't think that <laughs> I, you're gonna have to have a I mean, offensively, man, I, when we go against you, everyone just sit in paint. Just <laughs> but I mean, Boncaro can, can
1: shoot,
2: Chet can shoot,
1: Gilliard can Olive, shoot, Olive, Ivy can shoot. But I trust Olive them beyond the numbers.
2: I, okay. <laughs> I, think I, don't know. That, I think that you have the most NBA talent on the team. Like, Oh, well, I, that's what I was going
1: for, so we good.
2: Okay. <laughs> Do you want to end on trying to rank the teams or just? Honestly,
1: if we have to rank – wait, everybody say their team, and then we'll figure that part out. Rob, go.
2: All right. I think what would be easiest is we go by, like, okay. So um, I have Colin Gillespie, Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray, David Roddy, Kofi Kochberg, and O.J. Abaji. And my head coach is Jay Wright.
0: Okay. So at my one, I got Tiger Campbell. At my two, we got J.D. JD Note. At the three, we got um, Champagne. At the four, we have Jabari Smith. At the five, we got Big O. At the, at the sixth man, we have Hanjung Lee. And then our head coach is Bruce Pearl.
1: For me, we got Jacob Gilliard at point. We got Jaden Ivey at the two. We got Paolo Boncaro at the three. We got Chet Holgram at the four. We got Zach Eady at the five. And 6th man Walker Kessler with coach Brian Dutcher. So. Position by position, we're gonna say who won. Yeah. Point guard, Rob. I don't think it's a question.
2: Shooting guard. I think it's between Johnny Davis and Jaden Ivey, and I think you flip a coin on that. I agree. If you go to matchup, Johnny Davis did score thirty seven and beat Purdue when they played. But Jaden Ivy's also the has the more potential.
1: They're, they're both they're I'm both like really Ivy. good
2: players. I got Ivy. You got Ivy? I, I th- Yeah, I, I can see it.
1: At the three.
2: Me? Yeah, uh, Champagne. I can- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's between, it's, uh, it's between Keegan Murray and I guess you're going to be playing Palo there? Yeah, Palo's my three. Keegan or Palo, I think Keegan wins that matchup. Ooh,
1: like, ooh. ooh. I like Palo in that. Palo will rough him up.
2: Palo right. wise Palo. Palo's not going to be able to guard him in the perimeter. He could. He,
1: he'll do his work. We got to load it backside. We'll be all right. Five or Palo. four. My bad. Four.
2: I think Jabari. it's. Uh, Chet. No. Oh, Jabari Smith over Chad. I know Jabari's really good. I'll uh, yeah, Jabari. Center, probably big. Think, o. Oh. Big oh, Big o. I'm, Big I'm o. fighting for this. I'm taking I'm taking the six man. Baji is by far the best six man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was looking to pick him. That he's a, he could. I think he, next level. He'll be like a Jordan Clarkson esque type guy. Honestly.
2: And head coaches, I think that one's too tough because it's dif- different. Each one has different circumstances, and I, I really don't think you that's comparing they're athletes.
1: all good at their craft that's, yeah. and that's like, all.
2: What's more impressive what i mean brian dutchard at san diego state probably has a 20th of the budget that jay wright has at villanova and for them to be so consistent the past 20 years is that more impressive than what jay wright's done it's it really it's too hard to that like what's more impressive coach k like doing so well but he gets five stars every year compared to a mid-major guy who doesn't get those yeah. five-stars as a culture. So, I think I, – I don't think you could compare. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all of our all – of, all of the coaches, like, took their programs and really made them into something consistently. Yeah. Um,
2: if I'd rank the teams, I would go – I think my team's the best. Ooh. Second best, I'm going to go with Josh, just because – I don't know how you're gonna play that many bigs out there, Jacob. Honestly, the Cavs
1: could do it. I could do it. We're going. We're playing college basketball here,
2: man. I don't.
0: Spacing's I've, a little tight. I would bring. I
1: point. would bring NBA concepts to the table, and then everybody's done. Like that's just how it's gonna go. My team's just gonna play good basketball
2: <laughs> and block you up, Jacob. Who? How would you rank the three teams?
1: Rank them? I think. I'd go you one, me two, Josh three. Yeah, I'm getting all this hate because I'm picking I'm picking unknown guys that are gonna be
0: something one day. One day you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go on your your uh, your Twitter and all your NBA Twitter feeds going to be JD Note and you're gonna be like, Oh, Josh talked about this guy. I remember that. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. And then the next one's gonna be Hung Jung Lee.
1: No, I know who who he is. I know
0: you know know who he is, but he's going to be shooting 50% in the league one day. Guaranteed. You think so? I love that guy. I just hope he
1: gets a shot in the league.
0: Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be summer league. He's going to be average. He's going to be like Max Struess type numbers in summer league. Hopefully.
1: (laughs) I I hope he does. But that's it for the draft, I think. That was – that was fun. Like, yeah, good content. We have a lot, of, have a lot stuff. of stuff in the pot with that Luca video, so stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, Victor's really helping out, week? huh? Podcast next
0: week about? Yes. Luca. Also. podcast so next, week, Luca next, next
1: week's Luca week. Next week is Luca week. Um, NBA basketball is going to get kicked off tomorrow. If you're listening when mm. this comes out. College Hoops has been. I've been watching more college basketball in the past week than I think I have since uh, I was like in high school. Actually, no, since I've been a manager. But uh, it's heating up. Basketball, yeah, we're an arm's length away from March. Things are about to get spicy in college. NBA playoffs around the corner. It's an exciting time.
2: So I started the episode with the hate, so I'm going to end the episode with the love. So my love for this year is how open college basketball is Mm -hmm. this year. Definitely. Just like how the 2020 year was robbed from us where we had a team like Dayton that could have won it all. Villanova could have won it all that year. Gonzaga could have won it all. We had so many teams in 2020. It was the most even the playing field was. And then COVID took it away from us. And last year you kind of knew Gonzaga and Baylor were gonna be the two best teams. And that's who was in the championship this year. I honestly think that any one of the teams in the top 16 can win it. You, There's no true, the most dominant team um, this year has been either Auburn and Gonzaga and both of them have picked up losses and they both have a lot of holes in them. So I think that it's gonna be an awesome tournament. I think this could be a year again where you get a double digit seed in the final four. I think that there are a lot of good teams. And even if you get a team like say Memphis, Figures it out somehow, which I don't think they will. Or Michigan, if they survive Jawan Howard, if they somehow get in as an 11 seed, kind of like UCLA was last year, they have the talent to make a run. You don't want to play them as a six seed, and I think that college basketball this—it's going to be the best tournament that we've had in ages because of how wide open it is. And I'm really looking forward to it. And you see it every weekend: upset, 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 upset. It's awesome. College basketball is. Awesome right now. And it's start of March in, what, like nine days, 10 days. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
1: That's uh, when March hits, we'll do more. We'll have to do a bracket, bracketology by Just Hoops. Once the brackets drop, that might be the the move. But um, if that's it, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like it, share it send it out there. Check out the YouTube, subscribe, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening. Peace.